0: Oh well, one, two, three. Kate Me are very welcome along to the Brian and Kieran Warfield Podcast, the ramblings of two Irish balladeers featuring Brian Warfield of the Fierce and Mighty Wolf Tones and his son, Ciarán, that's me, of the band Catalpa and also of the Bandwagon Bus, Dublin's only musical ballad tour on wheels. So sit back, relax, grab a tea, coffee, beer or wine or whatever takes your fancy as we go rambling through life's misty foggy dew through stories, songs, history, politics, life on the road and just a general bit of crack. Okay, so you're very welcome along to episode number six. and uh, Oh my God. I know. <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, it's flying in. And uh, well, we're not halfway through the first album yet. And How many albums did you release?
1: Uh, another 30 to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't know whether we'll quite make that. But this is uh, episode number six. And uh, what, what the song number six of the Foggy Dew album was called The Diamond.
1: Yeah, The Diamond is an interesting song, and uh, it's a song that uh, we sang uh, in the early folk days, and, you know, we had, um, we'd sung at many, many, um, many of the folk radio programs, and uh, that was one of the songs that I sang at, uh, you know, I think it was called the Hoot nanny Show, I can't remember rightly, But we did a lot of uh, the episodes for that. And uh, it was a song uh, written by Hugh McCall, as far as I can remember. That's just off the top of my head.
0: (laughs) I don't think it was written by Hugh McCall, no. No, Was it? I think he was the first one to have a hit with it in 1957. The song was actually the reckon that was actually sung on the ship, uh, The Diamond. uh, Do you know the history of the ship, The Diamond?
1: No, I don't. No, no. No. I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) You've been researching the (laughs) devil.
0: Well, I just, I researched a little bit about each song, so just to have something for us to start off with, like you know. So the maiden voyage of the diamond was in 1825. Oh, my God. And it sailed out of Peterhead in Scotland. Yeah. And in 1830, the ship... um, was part of a f- fleet of 50 ships that went north to the Arctic to uh, fish for the whales because the the whale was completely fished out in the in the North Atlantic there was no whales left so they had to go further north and the ships got caught in the the wind changed and the the ice uh, flow crushed I think 10 of the sh- 50 ships or 10 or 15. Actually, 20 ships were crushed, um, and one of them being the, the Diamond. But because the song was about the Diamond, they, all, every ship had its own song. To, to, so they reckon that between 1825 and 1830 that the song was actually uh, wrote by someone that would have been on the ship. And there's actually songs song similar to that, uh, with, to the chorus that was from another ship that was found as well uh, in one of the older books. Mm. So... So yeah, so you McCall had it first in 1957, and then I think the Corries had a hit with it as well as, and a couple of other people. Included. Yeah,
1: I don't remember the Corries, but I do remember you McCall. We got it from um, from you uh, McCall, and uh, it was um, you know it was a song that right I sang in the early days. But uh, did you meet you and McCall? No, no, but it, we did in, in in England, but like uh, just on a brief. Uh, we it wasn't like. A, how are you, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Brian. have pint with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just like a, he, he came to a folk club that we were playing in, and, uh, you know, it was just a very brief uh, meeting. But, uh, yeah, he had a series on the BBC, you know, that uh, he. he um, The Traveling People, I think, was one of the songs he wrote for that series. And uh, he was. Each week they tell songs about a, a different. A different uh, a subject like fishing would be one. The shoals of herring he had for the fishing thing and the, the traveling people and all that. But uh, a different—it was a different subject every every week and uh, very interesting programs back in the BBC back those days in the sixties. But uh, yeah. I love that song, The Diamond. I thought it was a great uh, kick, and I didn't... I thought it was a more current song. I didn't think it went back to the eighty and 25s, but you have, as I say, you keep learning. Yeah. The longer you live, the more you learn.
0: But I don't think anybody knows. That's just an opinion of someone that was writing, you know, a a book in a but... Or not a book on it, a, a a piece, like a blog, I suppose, for want of uh, a uh, better yeah. word. So, <clears throat> But... The first, uh, as I said, the, the chorus goes back to other songs. So, but the one thing I I noticed about the the sea shanty songs there's always great choruses. The choruses oh, yeah, are yeah. always. Oh, so let's
1: cheer up, me lads! Let your heart never fail. For the bunny ship, the diamond goes the fishing for the whale.
0: And that's the official name of it: the bunny ship, the diamond. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just shortened it to the it's diamond. Diamond, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we loved singing that song, and uh, we, it was in a repertoire for some time, and uh, I think uh fell, fell by the wayside when everybody was singing it.
0: <laughs> but you don't hear it. Like, I, I knew nothing, never even heard it before, like, until I we started doing this and I started looking up the older songs and I went, i never heard that song. I don't think I even heard the Wovetown singing it in any of their sets when I was younger.
1: No, 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 because it would have gone out of of the set by that stage. um, I suppose it was there, you know, in the early, early 60s and it was there, uh, current, we were singing it when we obviously recorded the album. Yeah, So it was probably current at that time
0: again a very folky song yeah a, great song yeah. and uh,
1: yeah. you know that's what I mean that's what the wolf tones were doing yeah. all the lives we still right up to this day like I've written like songs like The Man about the, yeah. the great uh, seafaring tradition in uh, in Ireland and uh, the great sea stories that we have in Ireland so it's not just back then that uh, we were singing songs about sea shanties or stories of the sea um, you know the the Irish people have great stories of the sea. We're an island nation. We've great songs. You got the mayor You got the mayor mermaid, isn't it? All day, morning, we set sail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Mer- mermaid. So I brought the one out for the mayor man. Just a
0: on inter- man's <laughs> on International Women's Day. You bring that
1: up. <laughs> well, it won't be
0: when this goes on. <laughs> yeah, <it? I> <laughs> um But having. Read a bit about it, it got me thinking about um, the famine ships that were gone out of uh, out of uh, Dublin. And when I was in work uh, last week, last Friday, I passed by uh, the Jeannie Johnson. Yeah,
1: yeah, great. Well, I took a trip on that.
0: And, uh, and the statues, uh, you know, as you walk down, yeah, yeah, that they're walking on. Yeah. And it just every time I drive past it, it's so poignant to see the the statues that are carried especially the woman that's carrying the child yeah, you know yeah. and how emaciated she looks you know and, and then you go past the Jeannie Johnson and you see that and I remember when I was working with Waltons when I used to travel around Ireland I used to sell into the place where they were building the Jeannie Johnson and it was being done through um, uh, what's not Anco what was it called afterwards Foss Foss
1: yeah, yeah so yeah. it has
0: being done through Foss down in Blennerville yeah and yeah. uh I remember even before it did its first voyage, your man gave me a tour around the boat, like you know. And I remember how small it was.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, you
0: did yeah, a video on that, did you? We,
1: we did it on, on the other one. The, um, what's it, the one in?
0: Um, oh, down in Waterford.
1: Yeah, down in uh, down in um, New Ross. New Ross, yeah, yeah, down New Ross, yeah. yeah County Wicklow. The Brody, the Dunbrody, yeah, Brody, Brody, yeah. Brody, yeah, yeah. We did it on that, and so it's on our on our video. You can get that if you want to. Uh, have a look at it. It's on. Um, it's on video and on, and and we recorded a song uh, about the crossing. It's called the crossing, and it's uh, about the voyage across uh, to America during famine times. And the, the, the you know the coffin ships, like it was unbelievable because you know it was a third of the people that travelled across to America during those years were lost at sea. Wow, one third. So that's that's a huge loss, and you know it was said by you know many of the sailors, you, you know they they knew exactly what was going to happen because uh, it was said to, said to one of the sailors and recorded you know there isn't enough food or water for all the people that's on the ship. He says just wait we get halfway there. He says half of these people will be thrown overboard, and uh, you know that's that was the sadness of it and uh, they never stopped up with food or water and uh, they were treated badly it was they, they you know and then there was no there was no uh, policing of the of the uh, of passengers across uh, the the atlantic and normally the best and safest way to go with a yankee clipper and uh, that would have been safer because they had rules and regulations but uh, with the british they didn't give a damn like what what kind of conditions as long as they made money. It was all and,
0: about the profit.
1: Yeah, the profit. Yeah, the, all the, bottom about line. the profit. And they <clears throat> they stuffed them ships as much as they could and gave them uh, terrible food and terrible water. So they were dangerous places to be. Yeah. Full of disease, of course.
0: And that's I love that song uh, what's it the seagulls are calling and yeah, the wind. yeah yeah
1: the, the My Green Valleys yeah, yeah Farewell yeah,
0: My Green yeah, Valleys yeah, yeah. that's a fairly descriptive song of what happened on the, on yeah,
1: the family it, it is yeah. yeah, yeah. terrible I, like at the moment the, the famine has really got into me because like I you know something something I since my school days that you know has had a held a shadow over me over me I'd say because I, I, you know, I loved Ireland. I loved its history and everything else. And I couldn't believe that uh, that the famine was so awful to the Irish people. And it wasn't a famine because there was enough food there to feed double the population. And I remember our, my great school teacher um, in the Oblett School, Mr McKnight, and he, he used to tell us that there was 10 million people in Ireland at the time. And the census at the time was only 8.175 million on 1841. But there was a recount took place uh, in two counties. And they found that there was um, a discrepancy, um, a 10% discrepancy in the count. Now, you can imagine one of the counties was County Lowe, the small county that was on the East Coast that could be fairly well policed and fairly well counted, that they found a 10% discrepancy there. Can you imagine what kind of discrepancy was in Burney, the West Coast, yes, uh-huh. where they couldn't find the people and everything else, and there were people were upside the hills and everything else? So it was, it, to my mind anyhow... Uh, that uh, the 10%, if you apply that to the 8.175 million people, 10% would be almost close to 9 million people in 1841. That's if you only give it a 10% in the West. But uh, So that would bring it up to 9 million. And remember that 9 million people would have had a birthright uh, uh, right up to the famine and probably right up to 1846 when people were still having babies and still you know could uh, could um, breed uh, like uh, have families and everything else but after the famine when the fa- famine occurred as we call it we shouldn't be calling it after the holocaust um it uh, it it changed and people stopped the, the baby count and uh, went down to very small proportions so the loss was not only the loss of the people, but it's the loss of the people that could have been. Mm. So um, if you add all them factors in together, you'd arrive somewhere around 10 million people. So I think my school teacher, Mr. McKnight, had it right. Yeah. <laughs> and <coughs> and the history books don't say that, by the way, except for uh, Cecil Woodrum-Smith. She, in The Great Hunger, she acknowledges the fact that there was a recount.
0: Yeah, they try and sort of rewrite it out of history, don't they, really?
1: Well, they try and, they, they try and make it not so bad, you see. I remember, what's my good friend's yeah. name?
0: <laughs> think fin- she's a- Finbar? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I uh,
1: remember. The other one, what's her name?
0: She's a double-barrel name, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Ruth Dudley. Ruth Dudley Edwards. Yeah. I remember when, when it came up for the... um 50th anniversary of uh, no the 100th anniversary of, of, the, of the the Great Hunger she, she was like a, a paid she was like a paid um, propagandist for the British government because she was going oh things weren't so bad really that's just the way things were it's not just the way things were mm. you know England was then the richest country in the world and it was controlling lots of the world and they couldn't, find, they couldn't find even £10 million, uh, 10 million pounds to save Ireland. They couldn't leave the oats in Ireland. Uh, Daniel O'Connell said, please, please, just leave the oats in Ireland and the people will be fed. Mm. They didn't do anything like that. It was like they didn't care. They took it as an opportunity to get rid of what they called the Irish problem. Mm, yeah. And uh, it was definitely, and many of their own ministers said it, uh, a policy of uh, extinction.
0: Wow. And I, I think it had a profound effect on Ireland for a long time after that and, and the people. You know,
1: of course, yeah, yeah. not alone, not alone in, in, in the whole culture of Ireland. I, I did a whole exercise on what life was like before uh, the 1840s and then what life was, was like afterwards. So you look at it and you say, what did we lose? Hmm. We lost a lot. We lost, uh, we lost a lot of song, we lost a lot of uh, music, we lost, um, we lost, of course, we lost uh, many of our people, but also our language. Mm. Our language also suffered. Remember, three quarters of the country of Ireland were speaking Gaelic before the, the Holocaust. Mm. So after that, you can say that uh, many of the Irish-speaking people were exterminated, or they had emigrated across to America. And that's why, you know, in America, I suppose, you know, Irish America, I think, is more Irish than the Irish themselves.
0: Yeah, they certainly have a sense yeah. of pride about it, Irish, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So I, th- I think I love Ar- Irish America for that fact that they have never forgot their roots and uh, they won't accept uh, the Ruth Dudley Edwards uh, a view of Irish history. The rewriting of it and, uh, you know, and apologetic... Um, point of view and that's what it is
0: she came up on something i was reading recently I have something to do with ucd anyway it doesn't really matter um have you been to the famine memorial in new york city
1: i didn't get there yet no Mm. last no i didn't get there and uh, i think we left uh, obviously because of the coronavirus we left there last uh on the 15th, just before Patrick's yeah. day, and it was like a ghost town when we left. Yeah. So we didn't, no, I never got down there, and uh, I didn't have enough time in, in New York City to get to the visitor, but I will get there one day.
0: Is it only recent, is it?
1: It's, uh, I, it was there for the 100, 100, 150th anniversary, I think. Right, I that's there.
0: when it was yeah, done for yeah. yeah. I, I, like when I was in New York, which is a good, good while ago, I don't ever remember hearing or seeing it, but... Um,
1: no, no, it wasn't there.
0: Yeah, but. I'll definitely get across and see it myself one yeah. day. Um, going back to the Genie Johnson, when I was down there, I, I remember the guy with the, the guy that would give me the tour. He was he was obviously one of the pe- people high up and involved, very involved in it. And uh, he was telling me that the Genie Johnson. I think now that's a long. This is when I was working with Walton, so it would have been nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. And uh, he told me that. No lives were lost on the Jeannie Johnson. That's right, yeah. It was yeah. one of the only ships. And even up to when it sank, it sank off the waters in, somewhere in Canada or so, uh, somewhere like that, mm. but not with passengers on it. Um, and it never gave up a crew, and it, the crew climbed the mast. It started leaking water, and the crew climbed the mast, and they were clinging to the mast when a ship came along and rescued the 40-something crew on board, great. so so it never lost uh, never a
1: never lost a life. a life
0: on board, yeah, yeah. and I, I think there was one child born on board on a famine crossing. It mm-hmm. Made something like eighteen or twenty famine crossings in all in, mm-hmm. in all this time because it brought people over and then brought wood back. Yeah, your,
1: that, that was the way. The, that was the way, and, and uh, the people were more profitable, obviously. <laughs> They paid, a, they paid a bigger premium for for a berth. But, they, yeah, they, they were just very small ships. So, I mean, in the greater, um, you know, look at things, uh, I'd say that, uh, you know, every kind of ship was used, you know. Uh, the old slaving ships were used to ferry people across mm. to Canada. And uh, so, you know, every kind of ship, ships that, you know, wouldn't be worthy of the sea, they were sent out there and people sold them as great, wonderful ships and people bought tickets and they, when they arrived and saw what they were sailing and I'm <laughs> sure they got a, a terrible <laughs> shock. But the, there was shipwrecked. There was many shipwrecks yeah. too of, of uh, during those times and that was a, that was also a terrible danger. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't only like the, the crossing and the, the disease and the hold, it was like the fear... Of
0: a um, shipwreck. Yeah, but even in the Atlantic Sea now, on a modern ship, when the sea gets rough, it's. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. it's uh, <laughs> I've been, on, I've been on a ferry trip coming back from. Um, no, this was it wasn't on the Atlantic, but it was coming across from after Ireland played France and and uh, Thierry Henry robbed us, and <laughs> uh, I, that boat should never have left Le Havre, and I'd never forget that crossing like. The, water was gone over the top of the ship. That's the Atlantic. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, it, was, it wasn't quite, but it was just a perfect storm. So, yeah, like, yeah. You, you imagine, like, you've, some of the storms that come off that Atlantic sea, like, are just incredible. So. Yeah. And there were and only then, timber ships, like.
1: Yeah, and them little ships, I mean, like, yeah. you can imagine, like, uh, the, the way they were tossed about and yeah. people in the hole they they were battened down in the hole. They were left there with, you know, uh, no facilities, uh, you know. No, no, no washing toilet facilities. facilities, no, facilities, facilities yeah. no washing. Yeah. Fi- no water and the vomit. Yeah. yeah, you know people. You know seasick. Yeah, seasick, <laughs> and uh, you know, and doing their toilet and everything else. So I mean, the stench in the hold was terrible. Yeah and uh, you know they, they they wouldn't open the hold until the storm went because i mean yeah. the the water would go into the hold, and then everyone would be gone, yeah. so they not, they backed them down the holes yeah and Terrible. To
0: give, give people an idea <coughs> the Jeannie Johnson didn't pack them in it was probably one of the ships that were very careful how many the captain brought on board, and the captain was commended for it afterwards but mm. the genie johnsons i think the max amount of passengers they ever took was two hundred and sixty mm. Mm-hmm. The replica that is in Dublin Port today is only licensed for forty people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go.
1: And then uh, they had to build a double uh, a double hole in it because it's, there's a steel hole as well. So I mean, yeah, it, it was just what But it, it's it's amazing. I have, a, as I said, a, I've been working on um, on a famine musical uh, thing because I think it's very. I think the story has to be told and get out there. So I've been working at it for years, but, you know, I think it's coming close to fruition at this particular stage. But it tells a story basically of uh, uh, families in living in the 1840s. And, you know, it's a love story, um, kind of my Romeo and Juliet and... Uh, from two different families, and uh, you know the the pull of each family. Their eni- families were en- enemies, and the, then the famine comes on the whole thing, and uh, you know it. It the evictions and all the things that come in, and so it's it's. Um, I wanted to tell the story that people would understand it uh, through you know feelings for human beings, and for other human beings, how the how the normality. Of the 1840s went into uh, catastrophe in you know after the after the potato failed, so that kind of thing where you you had the music, the funny man, the fella, you know, the joking, the dancing, the singing, and all that, and it it it, it uh, hits a it hits a brick wall, and they they have to somehow get away and uh, get safely away to uh, the new world, America,
0: yeah. And you've written all the music for that now,
1: have you? yeah. I have I have all that done, and uh, now we're we're held up a bit during lockdown. But I, I, I've I've uh, the first half now finished, and I'm I I wanted to get it to the people interested in it, so I want to get it to them as soon as I can.
0: Give Spielberg, a ring. You do a good job of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I, I think it's a. I think it's going to be a great story. I think it's going to be a very successful musical. I, I love the music; it's very powerful, and um, it's also sad. It's also happy. Uh, it's very difficult to make a to make a, an entertaining play or musical out of uh, such a thing as a as a famine. Yeah, but that's that, I think I have succeeded in that. So I'm looking forward to the day that that will go on stage it
0: would be a great achievement though and I know it's something that you've been hugely passionate for a long long time um, because you've read a lot of books about the famine and you've done a lot of research and stuff like that so um.
1: yeah well I think if you want to read a little bit that I did um, it's on our website uh, the history page there and I I give the conclusion my conclusion to what uh, everything I read about the famine and uh, everything I read. And I come to certain conclusions and I put them up on the website.
0: That's at the dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: W, <laughs> w-, w-, w- <laughs> Give me more Porter.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. And going back to plays, I was watching an old clip of you in Zosimus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I remember going to the Olympia Theatre to see that. Now, I don't know what... What year that was? Um,
1: I think it was about eighty.
0: I think we'd only moved in here, so that was
1: eighty-one or eighty-two. Uh, probably eighty-one. I think eighty-two, because my mother was at and she died uh, some time after that. Uh, yeah. So that she was at that concert. Yeah, but it was a story. Of, it was a story of uh, Dublin in, I guess, the eighteen seventies.
0: And you got got to work with Frank Kelly.
1: Yeah, Frank Kelly, a great mm. guy, and. Uh, Anna manahan uh, two great uh, act- a- actors of the Dublin stage and uh, fantastic
0: people. And you, I, I, like, I, I can't remember fully, but I do remember being seniors on stage and you were all in the gear and the, yeah, you were yeah, in the yeah.
1: dress up in the eighteen forties. And
0: for anyone that's curious about it, if you if you look it up, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube or something like that. Like that, it's. I guess it, it, it was is. called Zozimus. Zazimus,
1: yeah, both tones and Zosimus. Yeah.
0: And you will get it.
1: Sazimus, for those who don't know, was a, a great uh, Dublin ballad singer and ballad writer. He was um he was blind and uh, he um he composed many many, many ballads and uh you know uh, some of them still being sung today, you know, in Egypt's land contagious to the Nile. That's a great song. On Egypt's land contagious to the Nile, El Pharaoh's daughter, she went to bathe in the style, And, yeah, she took her dip, her dip. Everything's in Dublinese. The whole song is in Dublinese.
0: But Mari- the, Maria. What does Maria mean?
1: Maria means, uh, it, it's like a, it's like a, don't mind it. It's a bit, It's a joke, my Yeah, it's like uh, It's a joke. It's a lie, and it's. Uh, it's not real. That's kind of my my. Uh, like I went up to Ireland, my Yeah, means yeah. Believe this if you can, but it's it's normally. It's normally not the truth, but it's a uh, imagination.
0: It was nineteen eighty to show.
1: Nineteen eighty, yeah, well, you
0: comedy. were on the late late show in nineteen eighty with Frank Kelly yeah. and Gay Burn.
1: That's so. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another claim to fame.
0: But it's a it was a great achievement to go on stage and do do that. Like, did you have to rehearse much for that, or was it all songs that you knew already? No, or?
1: no, we had to rehearse for it, and and we were gigging at the time, and so yeah, I think the the, the it was on the Dublin Theatre pe- Festival in October, so. We would have been rehearsing, say, during our busy time in August and September. Uh, excuse me. <laughs>
0: For anyone, that's that's because he's drinking Courage light here. <laughs> we're at a, it's an it's an evening gig here tonight, so yeah, we're, yeah, not, we're not yeah, doing anything.
1: Yeah. We're, we're having a little sup. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the wind in the willows. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, we had a we had a rehearsal uh, um Almost uh, three times a week. It, it was it was tough because there was a lot of a lot of songs, different songs. remember. the words were all new, but um, yeah, we went through it. We enjoyed it, and uh, it was another experience. At the moment now, um, I was asked to do a part in a, a small film that's um, going to go out, uh, be recorded shortly. It's called The Parting Glass. <laughs> right. and the parting glass, you know, is it's based on, it's based on the great song, the parting yeah, glass, yeah. and I pay the outfit that, that dies. <laughs> 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 well, the <laughs> elf part suits me, but <laughs> I don't know about the dying part. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a cute little story, but it, it, it's. Yet to be done. and...
0: Uh, Is it a full film, like a feature length film, yeah, or just a short story? A, shor-
1: a short story, short film, yeah. Right, a okay. short film. You can't make a big movie out of it,
0: apparently. Uh, no, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends. Yeah,
1: if you want to exaggerate, it'll be all <laughs> pee drunk at the end of it.
0: Yeah. But um, so your ambition would be to see that on Broadway at some stage, would it? Or would you just be happy to see it in the Olympia or the Gaty Theatre or something? No, like that?
1: no. I, I feel. I feel that Irish America will be very proud of it, mm. and I think that if it gets if it gets staged in America, which I I would hope to aim for, um, it's the American story. It's the Irish American story because, like the American story, is from many pe- di- different peoples that came there. But the Irish story has the you know that t- terrible catastrophe of the famine in the background, and. Um, you know, when you read stuff about the ships arriving in from Germany and from Holland and all the people looking healthy and the people looking, you know, all dressed really well and everything else, and then you hear about the, the ships coming in from Ireland and people with rags on their back and, you know, with no no money in their pockets and uh, probably run down from no food or lack of proper nourishment so all those things full of disease it, it's a shame to read it because like every other every other country could look after the people except uh, we were we, we could do nothing about it because the, the the power was in the hands of the london imperial parliament yeah. and they decided that they weren't going to save ireland or the irish people yeah and i think it was because you know the irish people had um, Fought for repeal with uh, Daniel O'Connell, Connell uh, for, for years, and uh, he was he was mentioning, you know, not one drop of blood is worth uh, is what the freedom of Ireland, and uh, you know he said uh, um passive ways were the way forward, you know, um, peaceful and passive passive ways, but, you know, that didn't work out for the Irish uh, because he spoke as Barney for a long time. And achieved nothing at the end of it. it, it they wouldn't even give him the oats, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. So what, What? you know, I think other other people, uh, like the Young Islanders, and uh, saw the lesson in Daniel O'Connell trying to give uh, peaceful meals and passive ways uh, a chance. It never it never worked for them. So they said, well, it's not going to work for us. Mm. So they took... Uh, they, they went to armed, armed rebellion.
0: Mm. And did Queen Victoria really give what was it that you wrote? Some Queen Victoria two
1: thousand pounds to the dogs and cats around, <laughs> yeah. didn't She did. She did. She did. Did <laughs> she? Well, uh, it's it's a story that I heard as a young boy, and uh, I, I think I heard it from one of the schoolmasters. But uh, people have denied it since then. You uh-huh. know, there's oh, no, 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 no. no she, she only, you know, she only gave twenty pounds. <laughs> Uh, people, that would have been a huge amount of money back then, <laughs> wouldn't it? But uh, like people have denied it, but there's no doubt about it. She she had it in her power. She I mean, she came to Ireland and it cost us, you know, millions of pounds to to decorate Dublin and decorate Cork and put up facades and all kinds of arches, triumph arches that didn't exist beforehand oh, yeah. and were taken down afterwards. So it was a huge amount of money spent on her visit coming in when it could have been spent on saving Irish people.
0: Yeah. And that's how the Dubliners got their Jackie and name, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: that? it was, the, the, they waving their little Jackie in flags, the Union <laughs> Jack.
0: Yeah. But I read in a book, and it was a book, it was a uh, biography, about him, and the, the fellow was getting a train up to Dublin because Queen Victoria was coming in, and he said, it was glorious to see so many people on the trains decked out in their red, white and blue. <laughs> so I don't think they were all Jackeens. they were or, or Dubliners that were wearing uh or waving the flags. Well, I have a, a
1: story about uh, our our uh be great great grandfather, my great grandfather uh John McDonough and uh, he was um he he was a train driver and he was dri- driving uh, he was he was a driver of the train that um that carried Queen Victoria, okay. And uh, he refused to salute her, right. And uh, so he was he, he was taken into the office after that, and he said he wouldn't salute her, never salute her. Yeah. So um, uh, that that was a story about him, and he he was a Fenian, um, you know, j- uh, during the Fenian times. But uh, and uh, so he did he, he wasn't going to salute the Queen.
0: Did he get reprimanded over it?
1: He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good on him. Yeah. It worth it. Yeah. But he, he did, he, he refused to salute the Queen. And my father always, always told that yeah. story. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've been, when I was, last time I was over in New York, I, I took a trip out to Ellis Island. And uh, I'm sure you've been on a good few occasions, probably.
1: No, just once. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I got the ferry out and I was there by myself. And because uh, Phil, who I, I was, Doing a gig, few gigs with it over there, he went on to Montana. I think his brother was living in, and I was by myself and just the power of the place walking around. It just was was uh, was an incredible feeling. I don't think I've ever got it anywhere else. Like you know, I've never been to Auschwitz or anything like that, but in Ellis Island, just a uh, you could almost feel the humanity walking through the place. Like
1: yeah, you know, it is. You know, and and you know, people were leaving like. People were leaving places that they love or leaving people behind that they loved the mothers, the fathers, the people that couldn't travel, the sick, the grandmothers, you know, and going on this horrendous voyage across uh,
0: they knew they'd never see them again that's yeah, why they had yeah. had their wakes, wasn't it yeah, it was and almost they, like someone dying
1: yeah, yeah. that's the, that was afterwards they had the wakes, but I mean mm. during the awful times they didn't have any any kind of celebration in leaving, just they left and uh, you know, but there has to be a feeling. The ghosts of all them people going through there has to mm. be there and has to be on the seas. You have to feel that, yeah. that wall of spirit, wall of humanity. Yeah. Well,
0: I certainly felt it that day now, I have to say. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of glad that I went there by myself because yeah. I'd no distraction from it. Like, you know you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just walked around, took it all in, and, and uh, yeah. really left the place. Mm. Very solemn, I have to say. And uh, as soon as I got back to the other side of the water, I went straight to an Irish pub and had a drink. <laughs> I did. But... Uh, and then I went to uh, I went to the museum. After that, to uh, the uh, Natural History Museum. Um, but it was a good day. Like there's so much in New York that I haven't seen, even though I've been there a good few times. Like you know, I think.
1: And and it's probably still we'll be there for weeks and months. Uh, and you still loads to see. It's a, fan- a fantastic city. I used to always feel when we were traveling around America, going here, there, and everywhere, that when I'd come back to New York after, you know, being two weeks out the country somewhere, um, when i come back to New York, I always felt like I was coming home. (laughs) It was like a a second home to me.
0: New Yorkers are great, though. They have a great sense of humor as well, don't they?
1: Yeah, they Um, do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very, like, at first I found it difficult to, you know, to understand the abruptness Mm. And uh yeah, I, I always remember uh, we were at the airport one time, you know, and you know the way the Irish excuse me when you're ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. When if if you could, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so at this for a while and no nobody's coming near it's like I the, the server. Never, yeah. Uh, and and the guy guy next to says you keep asking like that you're never going to drink <laughs> so what do you do hey buddy yeah, here we got a drink here these guys are waiting here for <laughs> there's only one way of doing it you know but like you know, for a Dublin guy like that, you'd find it hard to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that, you'd have to be acting like like a New Yorker. Yeah. But uh, we learned a the lesson there. Yeah, you don't stand. Uh, Excuse me. When you're ready, if you could, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be yeah. nice. No, serve it.
0: it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be you have to be up front and in their face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh yeah, I love new york it's a, it's a great city and wonderful people and many, many friends there and you know I miss them all Some have passed and you know uh, I miss a lot of people mm. uh, but I go there now it's it's all a new a new cohort of people right? yeah. that uh, you know many of the friends that we had that in the police force and you know in the greater community um either have gone or have gone to Florida waiting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> waiting <yeah>. to go.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they have at least... Their,
1: As they call it, the waiting room,
0: isn't it? Well, they're all down there enjoying themselves so at the moment because, them, because yeah. Florida's fully open and the pubs are flying. And Yeah, yeah.
1: That's although like, they're getting
0: 5,000 cases a day, but it doesn't seem to be averting anything there's still yeah. everything's everything's open well, and. I
1: was streaming about pints of Guinness last night I don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> I am so sick of cans and bottles of beer you know it's just I'd, I'd murder a pint I
2: would
1: yeah I I uh, I went up to Breedland's pub there to do a podcast and uh he uh, treated us to many pints like...
0: This this was before lockdown, though. don't get <laughs> people into trouble. Uh, it was before lockdown.
1: But they were really nice, I yeah. still dream about them. Yeah. You know, one
0: day... Yeah, well, hopefully it'll be soon. The, the six counties will probably get open before we do. They look like they're on track to open up in April.
1: Yeah, Next. well we're we're behind in the vaccinations and uh
0: have you been contacted yet? No.
1: No, nobody contacted me and I I mean I'm an old guy, I should be contacted. Yeah, but well, should a, be. Yeah. They're,
0: they're into your age group now and because you know Yeah, they have you would imagine some me. of the contacts yeah. I think you have to he who shouts loudest gets
1: I tell you Hey buddy, you gonna give me a vaccine <laughs> or <of> what? <laughs>
0: That's the only way to go if yeah, you it. can't
1: get under the phone. Excuse me, it's a doctor there. Will I be getting in (laughs) (laughs) backstage?
0: Hey, buddy. (laughs) When when we were first time that time I did the tour in America, you know, uh, with Phil and uh, we we flew in and we were worried about immigration. You know, when you're going through because and we were wondering what we're going to say. We were asked about the instruments. Yeah, yeah. So the plan was that we'd say that we were going to, um, going to. Meet you for St. Patrick's Day, and, and we were having a sit down session, just have a bit of crack, like, you know, we, that's how we were just going to meet. So, when we came to Emigrate, because we didn't do it in Dublin Airport because it wasn't there at the time, mm-hmm. we came through, and um, the guy says, uh, what, What's the instrument for us? And I said, I'm meeting my me dad, me dad, and we're going to have a sing song. He says, What does your dad live here? I said, No, he's on tour. He says, uh, he's on, What do you mean on tour? I says, Well, he's working here, he's on tour, he's, he plays with a band. He says, who did your dad play with? And I said, uh, the Wolf Tones. He says,
2: what are the Wolf Tones? He says, you go ahead, you
0: have a nice time. He says, is that guy there with you with the guitar? I said, yeah. And Phil could <laughs> not believe that he didn't have to answer a question because someone at emigration knew the Wolf Tones. There <laughs> you go. There. So it just shows the power.
1: The magic word.
0: So other than that, how was your week, Dad?
1: Well, I'm finding, I've get, I think everybody's getting fed up now. I'm I'm kind of sick of it. Um. You know, it's like Groundhog Day, you just, you've nothing to look forward to or something like that, but I'm, like, I'm out in the garden there, lucky enough for the past week, you've had great weather, and I'm out trimming trees, and I'm uh, getting the wood, and shipping it up, and, you know, uh, I've loads of jobs to do, like, it's not like I've nothing to do, there's Mm -hmm. a million and one things to do, and then, you know, I've I've been doing a bit of writing too, and... uh, so, that's took up time, you know. It seems like I have plenty to do. I don't don't feel like a board or anything like that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'll get through what I want to do. And uh, the days just fly by.
0: Yeah, no, they are flying by. I can't it, believe, like, It's, we're,
1: it's oh. not like a, a day now like a minute. Uh-uh. But, <laughs>
0: you're, not, you're not not the base at all. That's the problem. Um,
1: yeah, you can't, like, uh, uh, be going there on Friday and... Yeah. I like gone to the pub on Saturday, to, uh, yeah, yeah, meeting, meeting, yeah, and then me, gig going on. For, <laughs> going for dinner, and yeah, on Saturday night they had nothing.
0: Yeah, oh, it's been terrible now. Right? Yeah, and then Rangers winning the league didn't. Oh, sorry, we call them Rangers or we call them Sevco or we call? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I tell you something, you know, it's uh, we we're really looking forward to the ten and row. and uh, you know, it would have been a major, huge, massive. Achievement, but uh, you know to give them one,
0: and to and to give it up so easily. Yeah, Like you yeah, know, we defi- yeah. Like we didn't put in a challenge at all from no, the no, from no. the from the very first week. I started writing a book. I was gonna uh, of doing the, the the year of ten in a row. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: And I was putting through my thoughts on before and after every game and, and doing a report on the game. And about three weeks ago, I just gave up <laughs> the book. I just said... <laughs> the book is rather dumb. It was killing me yeah, <laughs> just to yeah. write it. And some of the things I wrote, you definitely couldn't print. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, it, was,
1: it was disappointing. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, a team that was so great uh, to crumble so fast. Yeah. I mean, that, that was... Uh, the, I just couldn't understand that. And I think, you know, uh, Lennon, who had done... Uh, an okay of a job when he took over from uh, from um, Brendan Rodgers, but had kept it I kept his head about water. But this year, like it's just yeah, there's something, something like uh, something amiss. Something went wrong. Mm. Something went wrong either with the team or the management or the, yeah. or uh, there was uh, trouble in the camp. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but then you look at
0: Liverpool; they won the league last year. They were all conquering. And then this year they've lost six in the bounce in Anfield.
1: Yeah, and, you know, well, once again, people say, like, uh, because uh, Van Dijk isn't there, uh, he was like a powerhouse on that team. And also that the Klopp Ross, his mother, and uh, it upset his rhythm. Mm. And um, he couldn't get back to Germany to, you know, to grieve. Yeah. So a couple of factors. It's amazing, amazing how small things can you know put you off yeah uh put you off your step, and you know you, you've got to you, you gotta get yourself back uh, into shape to to go back at it again really yeah. it's not easy you know for people who are uh, you know get you don't know what way the mind works, yeah. the uh, mind works in weird ways, and obviously you know. It happened in Liverpool, and it
0: happened in Glasgow. Yeah, I think a lot of what happened this year wouldn't have happened if the fans had been in the stadium. You know, I don't think it would have been left.
1: Well, not alone. Yeah, yeah, I missed them on television, <laughs> When you watch a match there, and someone presses a button, and they cheer.
0: Ah, but some of the commentators are shite as well, on some yeah, of them yeah, well, the, really go. are, and very. Some of them are very biased as well, as we all know. But um, seeing the the scenes from Glasgow last night in Georgia Square where they were
1: oh, I saw that news, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah terrible uh, yeah. Well, well I can't blame them like nine years when Rangers done nine in a row and on, we we stopped at the ten that year Jesus I went out to, to the pub and I was on the, on the beer for the weekend yeah, I was yeah. so happy I'll never forget it so I can't blame them in one way going out and celebrating but it's okay to celebrate but they wrecked memorial chairs that were around uh, Georgia Square that families had put up for their loved ones that had died. And they also broke up the Celtic shop in Glasgow. Uh, You know, and one thing I can't forget was I was over in Glasgow for the rugby, um, European rugby final when Leinster were playing, um, they're playing, who are they playing? Northampton and Edinburgh. Mm. and uh, Leinster won and on the Sunday Celtic were playing Aberdeen and we were going to the Celtic-Aberdeen game and Rangers were playing Kilmarnock, I think. Celtic needed to win and Rangers needed to be beaten by I think three or four goals or something like that. I can't remember fully, but Mm. Rangers went 1-0 up after a couple of minutes and I think they won five or six nil or something like that and Celtic anyway didn't do the business. They drew nil all. And uh, we went down to uh, Molly Malone's pub you know Molly Malone's pub I, Cause say, yeah, yeah. I was meeting friends there that were Leinster supporters nothing to do with to, had no interest in uh, in, in soccer so I we went up to Molly Malone's and uh, we're, we're having a pint there and next of all all these Rangers fans pulled up on the bus outside and they were trying to get the Leinster fans <laughs> to them and the Leinster fans you know being from D4 all very posh and I, I didn't know what was going on like you know and they were all burly lads and then the police came along and closed down Wally Malone's and you couldn't get a drink ridiculous
1: yeah ridiculous. and they
0: like everybody was just sitting there minding their own business no, yeah. no interest in
1: instead it of sending the bus on its way yeah, you know yeah,
0: that, that's yeah. no it's two tier policing in some ways and yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know Anyway, yes,
1: indeed,
0: yeah. hopefully we win the Scottish Cup just to give us some left this, this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: well, look, you know, we had, a, we had a great run and that's the thing that we enjoyed yeah. about well, it.
0: The, the yeah. quadruple travel, Yeah. You know.
1: You know. So we can't, you can't be too ungrateful.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, without the lows, you don't have the highs, you know. No, that's it. And yeah, that's, it. that's the one thing. I, I always remember being in Glasgow in 1995 when... Pierre Van Huydang scored a goal against Airdrie and it was the first piece of silverware that I seen Celtic lift. Mm-hmm. And the emotion that was involved in that after going across—well, I'd been across in '88, but I hadn't seen any 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 silverware being lifted. But to be in Hamden that day and see it was just uh, an amazing feeling for me, and I'll never forget it.
1: Like John John Aiken, are great friend, you know, in in Glasgow and friend of mine for years and years and years. But he always said after every concert that we did, you know, you know something, that I, he says, that's the best concert he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd say that every time. And, and then, he, 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 you know, when Celtic weren't doing well, he was mad into Celtic, and he said, uh, you know, Celtic will let you down, he said, but the Wolf Tones never let you down.
0: <laughs> he said that to me, when we walked down, I met him in the Hibbs Club in Hamilton. And we were going down to the New Year's game, New Year's Day game against uh, against the Rangers. And uh that's the first thing he said to me. He says, I'll tell you one thing about it. he says, Wolf Tons will never let you go with Celtic Grill and, yeah. and they lost that day. Yeah, yeah. So, to his yeah. so um Right, well we're getting on to fifty odd minutes that believe it or not. Oh uh, my that so uh, fast, yeah. It does go fast, and especially when you're having a can. So yeah. I guess you're getting near that empty can, so we'll have to refill you and, and sign off. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, good luck to everybody
0: and keep the chin up during lockdown and please God, we'll meet again. Yeah, I'm back next week with, uh, what's the name of next week's episode it is, oh, the Zoological Gardens.
1: Oh, I I look one. forward
0: to that one. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for listening and if you liked what you heard, then you uh, can hit the subscribe button or just tell your friends and family about it and uh, that will keep us happy. So as long go all well, thanks for listening.
2: Bye. The diamond is a ship mill, that's where the day we she's found. The key at this I'll garnish it with my as lassies round. Give the and give the orders to sail the ocean wide. Where the sun that never sets, my lads, and the darkness fills the skies. So oh, it's here, happy lads. Let your hearts never fail. For the bonny ship, the diamond goes a-fishing for the whale. Here at Peterhead the stand around With the shawls all pulled around The man the soldier's coming down But don't you weep, my up on the whale I store you'll be left behind For the roads will bloom on Greenland's ice Before we change our minds So oh, it's cheer up me lads Let your hearts never fail For the body ship the diamond goes a fishing for a whale a to the a resolution. Likewise, the Eliza Swan. It's a health in a battle of all my clothes and the diamond ship of fame. We'll wear the trousers of the white and the jackets of the blue. And when we return to peer ahead, we'll hustle hearts and news. So a cheer up, me lads, that your hearts never fail. For the funny ship, the diamond goes a fishing for the whale. It'll be a bright be day and night when the real boys come home. We're a ship that's full of oil, my lads, and money to aid our name. We'll make the cradle, spot the rock, and the blankets what it tear. And every lad and peer ahead sing Hushabye, my dear. So it's cheer up me, lads, that your hearts never fail. For the money ship that I've been goes fishing for the whale. Cheer up, me lads! When your hearts never fail, for the money ship that i have goes a fishing for the whale.